This is the Emmanuel Pastors Podcast, your chance to listen in on a conversation between your two pastors. I'm Nathan. I'm Theo. And good to have you back, Theo. It's been a while since yeah. uh, since you've been on a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, good to be back. Uh, it's, I uh, finished uh, my seminary education and then I, I took off. Yeah. And, and just uh, took some time off. But it's good to be back. Good to be back at work and be back at IBC. So, yeah. And how's how are things going over there in the the Wang quarantine house? Uh, it's it's a little bit lonely actually. <laughs> I thought I would like living by myself a lot better, but but I kind of I kind of have a hard time. What with what it. what furniture is there? I mean, is there anything to sit on or? Uh, I have a chair. And you have a chair. A, nice. A bed. And that's it. And a bed. So it's, uh, it's pretty Spartan. It's not good. Well, uh, that's a cool, uh, that's a cool ministry that that house has become. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, yeah. Michael and Michelle. Thank you. Um, yeah, so it was, it was a great, great Christmas holiday season. Good rest. Good time with family. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. I had a good time. Yeah. I'm uh, mostly excited about 2021. (laughs) I'm super excited to hit the ground running, but all the uh, cares and concerns and controversies and stress and stuff can easily come right back in. So Uh just a reminder, we got to stay close to the Lord and just keep in His Word and Mm -hmm. um, yeah, try to think biblically about things and we want to bring up a topic that's been in our queue for a few months now actually we've been wanting to talk about this and then the other things came up or whatever but um, we wanted to have a conversation together to help us think about and hopefully help you think about what to make of leadership failures um, pastors or prominent Christian leaders who turn out to be uh, disqualified or do something that really questions and really can, I mean, really kind of can throw you into a bit of a a tailspin of doubt and wondering like, okay, what's going on, right? Like, I think the the, the first thing that brought this up for us was uh, Ravi Zacharias. And mm-hmm. uh, he's somebody that back during the um, the lockdown when we were sending out, you know, sermons to listen to, on Sundays in home worship, he was one of the guys that we actually uh, highlighted and sent out a sermon of. Mm-hmm. Um, and and then it turns out that he, well, I don't know how, I mean, I guess we're going to have a conversation about how to make sense of what has come out, but not good, right? Yeah. It turns out that he was um, uh, sexually abusing people, was sexually promiscuous immoral um, and 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 lied about it uh, mm. to his dying day um, that's that's really disheartening and uh, confusing so that's kind of what started this and then you know it's it almost happens every every week um, sadly of the Hillsong pastor in New York or and it's been going on for a long time um, yeah. but uh, 
pastors that turn out to be uh, dishonest and not above reproach, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's how would you want to frame this conversation before we go further? Is that um, good setup? I, I think it's a pretty good setup. I, th- I think. I think the 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 trick is like with with Ravi uh, and. I don't know how popular he was in, in our church and, and stuff like that. I know some people really liked him. Uh, like, for me, I, I think in, in some ways, uh, you know, my, my first kind of step into theology was through uh, apologetics and, and listening to Ravi's ministry and uh, uh, benefiting from... Uh, a, a style of Christianity that was thoughtful and tried to uh, reason things out. Uh, so, you know, like in high school and stuff like that, there there was a real sense where me and, and some other uh, kids like me, like, wanted to, like, basically be the next Ravi Zacharias and, and stuff like that. Wow. Um, so, so did yeah. that rock you? I mean, did that, it, like, make you question your faith? Like, is this even real? Um, I think by the time that stuff came out, like it, I, I, I don't know. I, I hadn't uh, invested so much of my 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 heart into into his ministry as much anymore. Um, Which I think d- that that would be maybe our first point, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> if you've invested your heart into one person's ministry, that's probably not a good thing. Yeah. Uh, right. Yeah. Like this putting a person up on a pedestal so that if they fall then jesus falls with them yeah then that means maybe they're in a, a, a place but it's it's hard not to do that mm. and you're supposed to remember your leaders and those who spoke the word of god to you and you're supposed to hold in high regard the yeah. you know those people and, and it, but but yeah it too much of a i'm of i'm of paul or i'm of cephas yeah. or i'm of apollos yeah. that sort of spirit yeah. of celebrity celebrity Christian that you become like a fanboy and a, sure. you become their yeah. you're a part of their fan club and just becomes yeah. almost like a, a rock star obsession but with a Christian twist that's dangerous right yeah I actually think like like first Corinthians like 110 that you brought up is, is really useful you know it's just just like not not slandering every anybody or not like you know calling any any ministry into question but just like taking a step back and and just being real honest about like how we use like other like brand name Christian leaders and, and stuff like that. Um, hmm. Yeah, I, you know, it, if we really had like the attitude that Paul's trying to bestow there of like seeing all all these like you know Paul and Apollos and John Piper or uh, you know right. uh, Tim Keller and these guys as like they're not they're not like God to us. They're not Jesus. Uh, but, but they can be, if they're useful in, in, in pointing us to the Lord and, and showing us something about him, uh, great. But, but, but always, always Jesus first and Christ and, and him crucified first uh, above the brand names and, and the labels and, and hype culture. Yeah. Um, I mean, that whole culture is, I think, a toxic thing. The whole celebrity, Christian, brand name, platforms, and 
these famous preachers. Um, although there is that passage I forget where it's at where Apollos was famous mm-hmm. for his preaching, but it's so it, it's going to be inevitable. But but man, this the whole system that's kind of grown up around it and the the social media sort of accentuates and it's it's really hard to it's bad i think it's a bad thing how do we we can't totally unplug from it entirely so maybe one way to guard against that is to to make sure that you're not just uh just listening to if you're going to listen to other voices you need to listen to more than one and not just think you know john piper is all i listen to everything he says is right or tim keller or john MacArthur, or sure yeah uh, whatever it's yeah. Tony and, and, I mean like yeah I mean all those guys are like you know they, they there's there is a reason why people like them like they've they've studied a lot they have like um good like Piper's way of breaking down like a, the text is is very helpful and 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 so like you know all, all these guys have value in in helping us understand the bible right and 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 learn but but yeah they're, they're no substitute to what christians ought to be doing right? you know reading the bible every day praying uh going to church listening to steady preaching uh growing in your faith on your own um so i think mm-hmm. i think like if you have like a, a balanced christian diet going uh you can use this other stuff as like supplements and, and they're useful but if you use them to like replace like your balanced christian diet then uh that, that puts them too high or makes them too much of a, a almost an idol in your life and like it can't it can't really feed you as well as it, it you need to be fed and it can't really when they fail it you're like your world falls apart because of it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's so sad. yeah. I used to think that this was only a problem with like. Uh, I I used to I think when I was younger you'd start hearing about these scandals, and it seemed like to me they were mostly in other theological camps, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. and like I could explain it away as like, oh well, of course that's a prosperity preacher. He's gonna have a you know, a jet and probably mistresses, like, yeah, because they're, they have bad theology, or, mm-hmm. you know, um, but then it, when it starts hitting closer to home, people that you actually listen to, I remember Art Azurdia, um, yeah, yeah, that was, reformed that was preacher, so yeah. it was very painful, or, and there's been others, you know, like, okay, this, this is not just for, um, a certain denomination or a certain type of theology, this is in, in people that have this same or similar theology to me that doesn't exempt them from sin and that's sobering hmm. scary I think uh, yeah like is there, there's always like a, a weird like uh, like balance for me when, when I like when I saw it as already a uh, and him and that that whole debacle it, it, it really it shook me um and there's like a weird like mind game you have to play with yourself right you have to like 
just because you like appreciated their ministry so much doesn't mean you can you can take their sin lightly that what, what they did was wrong and and it, it doesn't matter who they are or how, how big their ministry are sin still sin and evil in the Lord's eyes um, but you know on the flip side of that uh, you know truth is is true I think of all the times in the Bible where the Lord used like pretty pretty wicked men to, to speak his word um, not an excuse but yeah but a, but a perspective yeah yeah I think that doesn't justify what they did and it doesn't mean like they should be in a position of leadership with that type of character but um, but I don't know I, I think it's still okay to like benefit from the true things that they said um, because the true things that they said are hopefully ultimately grounded in God's word uh, more than human opinion and God's word is just good and true um, no matter if, if it's it's always going to be spoken to us by sinners at yeah. some level yeah yeah. but the thing I think uh, and again I, we don't even by having this podcast <laughs> Where we have podcasts, maybe that whole thing is problematic. But also to not just be throwing in gossip and juicy gossip, and maybe you're like, "Who's our Azurdia?" and you start googling it, and then you get sucked in because it's titillating to find these details out. We want to warn against that too. But um, mm-hmm. but if I remember right, with our Azurdia, he did seem to own it and uh, mm-hmm. repent and say, "Okay, I don't, I can't be in ministry." And this was a grievous sin against God. He didn't make excuses. He didn't blame his wife or the stress of ministry. He just, he seemed, I think, if I remember correctly, to repent and just fade off into being a normal yeah. Christian, trying to clean up the mess and work through that with God's grace. Mm-hmm. What um, What's really disconcerting to me with the, the Ravi Zacharias thing is that he, uh, there was there was something before he died that kind of came out, and it got it got handled through like lawyers and non-disclosure agreements and uh, kind of like gag orders and payoffs and stuff like that, and and so people kind of knew about this, but he he went out there and made a public statement that, you know, I probably was unwise in how I used my used text messaging or something, but I. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, you know, I've been faithful to my wife um, all my life. You know, like he made this public, adamant, self-justifying yeah. statement of his integrity. And then after he dies, then the other details come out that have been now corroborated by independent investigations yep. um, that show that that was all a scam. Um, huh. It's it's just so sad, and it. I, I try to make sense of it. I can't totally, but I, I think of, I, I think it's Satan's work, <laughs> mm-hmm. to so. Because when that first happens, like okay, he said, she said, who do you believe? Yeah. Uh, do we? Right. You know, there are things in the Bible about two or three witnesses. You don't entertain accusations, but yeah. you know, there's also ways that you you need to believe victims and. 
it's it's really messy right but uh so either he you know he's just lying he's a bold-faced liar yeah or these other people are completely fabricating a story for for some other nefarious motive and they're lying either way who's the father of lies it's it's the devil and it's this is the work of the devil to to confuse he's i just I, that's becoming more obvious to me nowadays and everything that's going on in our society and with yeah. other yeah. Uh, political leaders right it's just the devil sows confusion disinformation lies and uh, and he's trying to to sow you know weeds in the midst of the the seeds of of the kingdom and he's messing things up um so we got to be aware of that so even even so ravi was a liar uh what does that mean then how do we assess him ultimately we can't god's his judge and uh may god have mercy but i guess i think there's two options right he could be genuinely unregenerate like he was playing the whole time never really met the risen lord jesus christ by the holy spirit repented put his faith in jesus was born again in a new creation creation he was a, he was found a way to use religion for his own fame and glory and he's he was a totally unregenerate person and even if that's the case i think we would still say like you said god could have used him right like yeah, that absolutely. doesn't mean that anybody yeah. that that actually met the risen lord jesus put their faith in him and became a christian through ravi's ministry is now they, they can't be a christian right god could have used yeah right him, right <laughs> uh, yeah uh, no for sure god yeah god can what's the the high priest that that prophesied that someone would die you yeah. know like god can work through anybody yeah. so 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 even if he was unregenerate then um like you said what he, if he said something that was true it's still true yeah or the other option is um he was a justified sinner um which is our our all of our only hope like you know all of us are at best or we're just all sinners who are justified and so the thing that makes it hard for me to tr to figure out here is that that I want to generally say that justified sinners repent <laughs> yeah um, and don't to their dying breath you know promote this this lie to so I, I don't know it's hard to say um, really hard to say but I think of someone like Martin Luther okay so he was a jerk <laughs> and uh and held some I, I'm kind of waiting for cancel culture maybe to hit him you know I mean his anti-semitism mm. has been known for a while said some really horrible things did some bad things uh, but his main message was justification by faith alone you know yeah and and if you become shown to be a sinner while you're talking about the only way to be justified before God is by faith, not by your sinlessness or righteousness, then that doesn't actually technically disprove your ministry. <laughs> kind of, uh, yeah, it's, it, to, I guess to be expected if that's true, if, if all of us are only possibly justified by 
Christ's righteousness and not our own, then if we are shown up to be unrighteous, that doesn't actually discredit the message. And that has yeah. to be our message. Our message can never devolve into, I'm a really good person and I'm teaching you how to be a really good person. Yeah. If that's what our Christian message is, then again, that's Satan's work because the gospel is completely obscured. Huh. Yeah. So how do you balance that, though, with there is there should be repentance, there should be a certain level of character that, that you hold leaders to because it, yeah. it does make it hard to hear the message. For sure. I, I mean, life. I, I don't, I don't, I, I don't know how to evaluate a life. Um, I think that's, that's one of the things that like, I'm very, th- like in, in a weird way that like sounds weird. Uh, I, I, I am kind of thankful for the fact that God will judge and, and when he does, he's gonna see the whole record and see everything, uh, uh, no, no hidden facets, no alternative story is just just what it is and that that does kind of give me a, a weird like sense of dread and also catharsis knowing that as confusing as things are it, it's going to be straightened out even with a life like like Ravi Zacharias um, and that all of us at that judgment seat are completely completely tarnished right yeah. we have no hope yeah. None of us make it through that. None of us have yeah. any shred of possibility of making it through that. We're completely tainted through and through and damned yeah. apart from the justifying Jesus. work of Christ. Yeah. Um, yep. Which, Amen. yeah, we, we need to always, always have that in mind. I do think there, there is a, an important lesson here for uh, Christians, uh, but, but also like, there's a lot of people in our church who are aspiring to be ministers and pastors or missionaries and and different things like that. Um, I, I think there's there's a reason why um, if 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 like consistently throughout the New Testament, if anyone's aspiring to to be any sort of leader in the church or teacher or authority figure. Uh, the Bible always, always, always uh, uh, says, like, make sure you your character is in line. Uh, make sure you are a, a, a godly individual who can who can handle the responsibility of, of ministry well. Because yeah. um, I think, I mean, it. It's it, there's just so many like weird pitfalls to it, right? Like like people, mm-hmm. people like come to you for advice on stuff, and like that there's like pride in that as like you're 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 some sort of like figure, and you have to figure out how to like be humble and 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 be wise and discerning and not let that get to your head and, and get a power trip. Uh, there's also like the sense of like you know like your job is is on the line depending on how you preach and, and stuff like that and, and um, yeah, it, it 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 maybe it like it could be a lot harder for like a pastor to say like hey I'm really struggling with this issue um, than if you were just uh, mm-hmm. you know uh, just another Christian um, but it's for those reasons that pastors should you know be all the more like discerning about character and be accountable and 
uh, be be godly men who you know take care of themselves, take care of their own responsibilities, their families, uh, their own relationship with God, uh, so that they don't, they're not putting on a front and they're not uh, leading people astray and 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 so that they don't hurt people like like these celebrity pastors do when they they fall away so how does that how how does that work how do we do that right we we should character over competence uh above reproach Uh, how how do how how does that look how do you set up those systems i mean or can you or what you know masking yeah i i I don't i don't have like a like a like i got this guys this is this is what christian christendom's gonna look like for the next years and uh i'm not that that kind of mastermind i i think um there's a lot of value to to emphasizing the local church um yeah the fact that like in in uh, like on the one hand like the pastors there ideally are pastors that like you the, the people know they know their lives they know right. what kind of people right. they are and can hold them accountable and so that when they preach they know that like, even if this isn't like the best sermon the the guy preaching it is a, a godly man called before the lord to 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 speak into my life and and that's that's there's, yeah. there's there's a lot of like checks and balances and accountability in that system that um, helps. Yeah. Uh, but also like um, you know even if people do go and like get famous or, or like reach a lot of people like um, I think I think those people should still be uh, attached to their own local churches and have pastors looking out for them and and watching out for them and keeping them accountable um, so that it doesn't mm-hmm. become like a system in itself but it's all to the service of of God's church and God's people and uh, uh, that'd be a place to start um, but I don't know, do you, if you have do you have any like thoughts as improvements no I agree what you said is really good and plural eldership I think yeah. is a helpful it's why it's in the Bible it's not just one person who's a leader of a church um, it's a team of elders and those that team needs to just be really tight they need to be friends not professional colleagues but like there should be a real intimacy and openness a accountability sharing their life you know my schedule you know what I'm doing every week you I have to answer questions to you every week we hang out at, at least once every week like in each other's lives and obviously you can still fake it and that there's nothing there's no foolproof system but but mm-hmm. that helps you know and it sharing the pulpit having you know not just this is it's not just you as that becomes you, your identity can get kind of warped up and having that power or having that this be your church like that can be fought against with plural eldership um, guys that love you that know your strengths and weaknesses and yeah um, 
and, 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 and you know, there are things that we can do as elders, uh, but we also need help from people in the church. The church holds us accountable. And also, in some ways, you know, the, the, what the expectations are from the people in the church, too, it, um, can be a part of this system. Uh, I think we always want a Saul, you know? We want somebody who's good-looking and a head and shoulders above everybody else, and, and that can turn out to be disastrous, you know? We, but, but, but we still want that. Mm-hmm. We want a pastor who's polished and charismatic and fun and his personality is gregarious and um, and a lot of times we can we gravitate towards those just strong personalities and uh, and don't don't feed that you know like I think expository preaching is a great thing like to fight against this too um, because it really keeps it. I mean, obviously, your personality is going to come through. You can't you can't help it in your preaching, and everybody has different personality. That's okay. But if you really are trying to explain what the text says, and that is your constraint every week when you're in the pulpit, that keeps the pulpit from becoming your platform for projecting your image or your mm-hmm. personality, your brand, and um, that's so much easier to do when you're coming up with topical things to talk about like and that can kind of go off on here's what i think and here's how i have all this wisdom and that just feeds the ego feeds the problem feeds the monster whereas if you're not coming to church to hear nathan preach you're not coming to church to hear theo preach or you're not attached to that person you're coming to hear the word preached Mm. right Mm. and uh that that will help i think so when you have these speakers that are just really good communicators, really good speakers, they can hold an audience, but it's it's not tethered tightly to the text and under the authority of the text. I think that's a problem. And and I say that, like, uh, I want people... I, I know people are going to get bored with my preaching. And if you get bored with my preaching and then just be like, ah, I need a different church or I need to... I wish we had somebody more like this podcast preacher I listen to I think that's that's a problem that's an immaturity like mm-hmm. um, you should get bored with me but you should never get bored with the Bible mm-hmm. because the Bible is just infinitely inexhaustibly rich and full of amazing things and if I keep every week I mean just explaining the Bible going deep into each verse putting it in its context pointing your 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 attention away from me to putting your nose down in the the bible the page of the bible you see how verse five relates to verse six you see how this word means this like that's boring preaching in some ways but it keeps us uh in the bible instead of you know fixated on a person who's like a really good storyteller or has really pithy sayings or something like that yeah so i would just yeah just say hey come Come to be in a local church. Don't worry about all this big Eva conferences and movements uh, and have a local pastor who isn't a personality but a, but a preacher of the word. And, 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 and if he dies tomorrow, someone else just fills right into that place and just keeps saying, look at verse 6 and see how it relates to verse 5 and isn't that amazing, right? And that's what gets you excited. Um, I think that can be helpful. Mm-hmm.
Yeah, I think that's that's wise advice. But man, leadership is uh, as uh, one guy says. <laughs> I'm not gonna quote his name, but uh, a dangerous calling. Yeah, it is a dangerous calling. Mm. And that's another thing I'll just throw out there, like if. I, if I ever get like a website with my name on it, I mean, maybe there's a reason why this happens, but it just seems like a bad idea, you know? Like <laughs> Nathan Carter Ministries, NathanCarter.com. I don't know. Like, you should question me on that a little bit. Robbie Zacharias Ministries. I don't know. It can feed that thing. It's just, again, if this has been around since. Yeah, we just forever, right? It's imposters. The uh, the book of Acts. You have Simon the sorcerer, who wants that fame and power, but it's not. It doesn't seem like it's legit. Mm-hmm. All throughout church history, even non Christians recognize it. I remember reading the book Elmer Gantry. It's written by uh, Sinclair Lewis, mm-hmm. and uh, he's not a Christian. He's just He's seeing the evangelist kind of movement, the sawdust trail, and kind of writes this fictional story of a composite of several different people, probably Billy Sunday and Amy Simple McPherson and others that are, you know, the precursors to the Hollywood scene. But they, um, yeah, he, Elmer Gantry is just a fake. And I read that book when I was early in ministry, and I was just like, I can see myself in this. I can see how easy it is. Um, to just play the game some people find a way to be an entrepreneur in business and some people find a way to do it with religion and it it can sell and make money and get you some kick of power and that's just awful and I pray God would protect me from that and one thing Elmer Gantry did too is that he he didn't stay one place very long Mm -hmm. right like because you you use up you use up your shtick you know you got a good sermon that can really kind of pull on people's emotions, but if that's all you got and you're not really just going into Haggai chapter one, you know, mm-hmm. or yeah. y- y- you got this thing, then you got to be a circuit preacher. You got to, you got to, you can't stay one place that long and you go try it someplace else and you keep polishing it and it becomes a, 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 a trade that you apply. But if you stay in one place, you got to really just preach the Bible and, and people have to get disillusioned with you and just start to become dependent on the Bible and yeah. God. But, but man, it's so easy to do. So easy. So easy. We are such sinners. Which I guess takes me back again to the gospel. Like, it's... Everybody, everybody disappoints. Everybody is a sinner. But our, that doesn't discredit our message about Jesus saving sinners. <laughs> so, let's keep keep sharing that and keep uh, praying that God would protect us and and uh, wean our American evangelical culture off of the, the celebrity uh, hype and you know all that hmm. anything else you want to say? Mm, no I'm good with this topic okay neat if you like this, please subscribe to our channel, retweet to a thousand <laughs> friends, make us famous. 
Yeah. Uh, no. All right. All right. We love you, Emmanuel. Thanks for loving us and keep us accountable and pray. Let's pray for each other and let's keep growing in the Lord. And we have a promise that he's going to build his church and gates of hell won't prevail against it. And everything else will fall. Every kingdom will fall. Every country, every personality, every ministry will fall away. But the church of Christ will be there on the last day, spotless, without wrinkle and joined joyfully to our Lord who's purchased us by his blood. That's our hope. So let's keep looking to him. Amen. See ya.